I am the curator in the gallery of my life. What is hanging on the walls here? You could swap that out from the gallery of my life to say, I am the curator in the gallery of my business, or I am the curator in the gallery of my body. I am the curator in the gallery of my relationship with my extended family. What is hanging on the walls here? Welcome to Messy and Magnificent, the place driven women come to elevate their career, health, and relationships. In here, we increase your productivity by replacing always being busy with the space to breathe. Hear your own wisdom and be part of a sisterhood that has your back. My name is Carly Fain, and together we're going to make sure that you have a doable plan and the roots to rise. Well, welcome to Messy and Magnificent and Happy New Year. If you've been with me for the past couple of years, or maybe you're just tuning in for the first time today, I'm glad that you're here. We're going to be embarking on a new year together and one of my favorite topics. So if you know me, then you might already know this. And if you're new, well, you're about to know in just a few seconds if my style is the right style for you or not. Ready? January is a terrible time of year to be setting new goals. This whole idea (laughs) that this particular time of year, right after the holiday season, when a lot of people need to be just recovering in the northern hemisphere where I live, it's super cold and dark, that this is the time of year where we should all be having brilliant new plans and we should be Charging in with full of gusto and renewed and restored and ready to rock and roll? Well, (laughs) that to me is just evidence that the patriarchy has been in charge of our calendar system for a little too long. Because most of us at this time of year are feeling this inward sense of, oh gosh, I just need to regroup, or I need to rest, or I need to be thoughtful for a little bit before I go with all of my new resolutions or new ideas. So today, I want to do something far more important than planning. Today, we're going to be talking about tending to your basket. This is the foundation that every plan and decision that you are going to make this year will come from and be held sturdy within. And planning is important. It's really important, right? Having systems and strategy and proven methods is what I'm all about. These things in place are essential for our careers and for our business, and they help us with our health and our relationships too. So know that when I say that what we're about to talk about today is even more important that I mean it, (laughs) because I think about it like this. Planning is the low-hanging fruit. It's what everyone talks about. And don't get me wrong, I love me some low-hanging fruit. (laughs) Like, Why not, right? Why not get the sweet stuff? That's really easily available. But before we can go picking that fruit, or in this case, before we can go collecting your plans, you need a basket to hold them in. Because even the best plans, or the ripest fruit on the tree, to go with our metaphor, will fall through our fingers if we don't have something to hold them in. And trying to hold your important plans in that beautiful mind of yours is a recipe for being stressed out, or forgetting important things, or having to do it all yourself because you're the only one that really knows the big full picture plan. So let me give you an example of what I say when I mean tending to your basket here. 
If you follow me on social media, you might have seen on Instagram, where I'm super informal, that one of my personal practices that has nothing to do with work, which frees up my mental game and ironically makes me a lot better at work, is making simple mandalas outside with natural found objects. So a mandala, you might know it's a pattern or design. They're often symmetrical or circular in nature that people create for a variety of different reasons. This could look like something as simple for me as finding seven bright red leaves on a fall day and arranging them in a starburst pattern on the ground. Or maybe a series of shells in the sand on the beach, you know, laying them out in such a way that I get to be calm and catch my breath for the moment. And when I first started this practice of making mandalas, I was a kid and I would just wing it. (laughs) And to this day, just winging it is an important part of the mandala practice for me. I've got no big agenda or plans in mind when I create these mandalas. This is a practice that helps me shift out of my perfectionist tendencies, my need to have it all figured out on an Excel spreadsheet-isms, and go with the flow for a moment, which is really key for me staying balanced. But one part of going with the flow that didn't work so great was trying to hold all these items that I would find in my hands. Inevitably, they would fall through my fingers or I'd end up grabbing the bottom of my shirt and pulling it up to hold like a container. And now I've got leaves or twigs or grass stains on my clothes. And I give you this whole example because if my intention was to create something beautiful, I needed something to hold the objects that I was about to create with. So here's what we're going to cover this month as we create the foundation or what I'm calling the basket so that the plans we do create here together will be carried into the world for you. So if you've got this desire to build a great new year, whether that's in your career or maybe it's in your relationships or around your health, We are going to set the foundation for that to happen. And here's the four-step system we're going to use. First, we're going to plug any holes or leaks in your existing basket. Second, we will decide what kind of year you are building, meaning what is your focal point? We often overestimate how much we can do a week, but we underestimate how much we can do in a year, especially if we hone our focus around the one or two things that will make everything else on your list a lot more doable. Then, third, we're going to call upon the resources to help you build this new goal, this new perspective, this new project, whatever it is that you're bringing forward in this new season. And then, finally, we are going to build. (laughs) We are going to create. And in this metaphor, that means plan. Then we plan. Did you catch that, what I just said? There were three essential foundational steps that need to happen before we plan. We've got to plug those leaks. We've got to decide what is the focal point of what we're planning. We've got to get resource. And only then does our plan stand a chance. So if you've ever struggled with follow through, or maybe you've had tons of ideas, but you don't know which one to start with, Or you do start things, but then you get sidetracked with your day-to-day responsibilities or the requests that come your way. Or maybe you're like some of my clients and you get scared to put your idea out there when it's time to go public. Or you've got starts and fits, which is kind of the cultural norm, where we begin something with a lot of gusto and then we peter out. 
If any of those are relatable, I want you to know this. You are not a screw up. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we can just go there so quickly if any of these symptoms are cropping up and start judging ourselves for any of these experiences? Maybe even telling ourselves stories about how the folks we admire always follow through or they always knew what they're doing and we make it some type of comparison thing where we are the inevitable failures or we're some type of imposter leader just waiting for folks to realize that we aren't quite as competent as they think we are. I want you to know this, if any of that is relatable. Woman, these are just symptoms of being ready to shore up your foundation. These are the invitation to get a sturdy basket. You have evolved past the cross your fingers and hope for the best approach. And your goals and desires are more important and deserve more respect than just winging it or coming in hot with plans that don't have a container to be held in. So this is what it looks like to be ready to tend to your basket. Be that your career and business basket or your health basket or your relationship basket. Because you might have your eyes on the sweetest ripest piece of fruit, and you might be the perfect person to pick that fruit, meaning pick this goal or idea, and maybe even share it with others. But if your basket is enough to stuff, then things will start to fall through the cracks. So I'm going to walk you step by step through each of these four steps this month, so that by the end of this month, you have stellar plans with a sturdy container that's going to carry them for you throughout the year. And today, we're starting with the foundational move, the one that makes the biggest difference, plugging any leaks. And specifically, here's what we're going to cover today. First, we're going to start with a story from a client of mine with leaky basket syndrome and what she did about it. She needed some extra mojo to give to her career, and she was able to plug a leak outside of work so that she had the energy she needed on the job. Then number two, we're going to talk about how you spot a leak, aka something that's draining your resources and zapping your ability to live into the plans you make. I'm going to give you some specific examples of common time and energy leaks that crop up for high-achieving women so that you can keep an eye out for them a mile away. <laughs> And then we're going to talk about how to mend these leaks. We're going to get very practical and pragmatic about a very specific exercise you can do informally throughout this week so that you can take what you've learned here, mend a couple leaks, so that next week when we start step two and hone in on the focus for the thing that will have the best payoff for you moving forward, you've got the energy and zest and time for it. This episode is brought to you by the Boundary Academy. 15 years of coaching thousands of women has taught me that it doesn't matter how good our plans, our intentions are, our network, or even our access to external resources. If we don't have the boundaries we need to honor what we care about, we will always struggle with a lack of time or energy or money or downright satisfaction. You see, Women who have thriving, healthy careers and relationships know that boundaries aren't just something nice you get to later. There's something you practice gently now so that you have the later that you want. 
so you can get free access to the recording of the Boundaries Brunch we did right before the Boundary Academy opened. There's a link to it in the show notes wherever you're listening or head on over to carlyfane.com. And in this 45-minute class, you're going to learn the three mindsets that women with healthy boundaries already know and live into, plus lots of rich, candid conversation with thought leaders in the field of boundaries and women who are just getting started. There's nothing for sale in there. (laughs) Just rich content you're not going to get anywhere else. Because that hunch you're meant to be doing something meaningful and enjoyable with your life and career, it's right. I hope you'll join me and women from around the world that are making having boundaries oh so doable. All right, let's talk leaky basket syndrome. This is the kind of thing that will inadvertently sabotage even our best plans. We want to mend and tend to any holes in the structure that you build your plans on right out of the gate. So tell me if any of what I'm about to share is relatable. One of my clients, she's a CEO of a global company with headquarters in New York City, has seen massive growth for her business during the last couple of years. And she called me up the other day to tell me how thankful she is for this growth and how exhausted she is from doing so much to make it possible. But transitioning her company from a period of attaining growth to sustaining that growth is still going to require some of her attention. Even though she's tired, she can't totally zone out yet. And so she's looking for places that take her energy that don't have to. And so when we were in conversation, one specific area that came up during her session was a friendship she has that is habitually exhausting. No matter what she does for this friend, the friend always asks for more. Her friend reaches out to her daily, looking to vent, to complain, to wallow about what's hard in her life, with never taking any concrete steps to improve the situation. And so my client realized it was time to lean back from this particular relationship, to make some boundaries, to become, oh my gosh, I'm going to say it, less available, (laughs) which is a big deal because my client has always prided herself on being super available to all of her friends. She's the available one, but that isn't working for her. You see, what my client was aware of was that while her work is requiring extra attention, she needed to plug leaks in the relationships that were draining her energy and attention levels. She was doing what is one of the most important things I do as well, which is if one area of our life is hard and complicated, then we've got to simplify another where we can. Now, this wasn't an easy situation, right? Not a simple decision to lean back from a long-term friendship, but it was a meaningful one. You see, as we get more clear about what it is that we care about, we must begin to generously exclude that which isn't in support of that value. And that is what a leak in our basket is. A leak in your basket is simply anything that drains your energy or focus or time or confidence level. Anything that is consistently causing you to doubt your abilities is a hole we've got to plug up because it takes some measure of gusto to live into something new or exciting or that we believe in. Now, some leaks are obvious. For example, maybe there's a commitment you made to be part of an organization or a committee 
that has become something you dread every time you see it on your calendar. So that feeling of a knot or a pit in your stomach when you see something cropping up on your calendar is a great example of an obvious leak. Something about this dynamic isn't working for you. But other leaks are quiet and yet still impactful. And it's their accumulation that's the issue. So these are situations where you might find yourself thinking, well, this isn't ideal, but I can do it this one time. I want you to watch out for that mental phrase. Oh, well, this one time it'll be okay. Or this one time it'll be different. Or I can make an exemption this one time. For example, maybe skipping lunch to help one more client or a loved one. Could you get away with it this one time? Yeah, probably. But how many one-time exceptions are we making? Or maybe saying yes to bake a cake for a friend's shower, even though really you'll end up being late, up at night before, stressing out about getting it done. So when you do show up to the shower, you need to recover rather than being able to actually enjoy it. So as we start this new year, and frankly, mending a leak is the way we level up any time of year, let's go to a leak that makes a world of difference for all of us and bolster your brave resolve to take the action steps you want to see yourself live into. Ready? Repeat after me. Permission to curate your relationships. Now, this isn't permission from me. (laughs) I'm suggesting you give yourself permission. Permission to mend your basket, just like my client did, by leaning back from the people or places or activities that drain you. Those that dampen your resolve to tend to what really matters. So the mantra or reminder that you might want to put where you can see it often here is, I am the curator in the gallery of my life. What is hanging on the walls here? You could swap that out from the gallery of my life to say, I am the curator in the gallery of my business, or I am the curator in the gallery of my body. I am the curator in the gallery of my relationship with my extended family. What is hanging on the walls here? Now, I operate from a belief that nobody knows your unique circumstances better than you. So in a moment here, I'm about to list some common leaks that I see, and there is no need to remember them all. Rather, I want you to keep an ear out for the one or two that really speak to you. Notice what stands out first, because trying to plug all the leaks at once, that's way too much work. The moment you plug one, you'll have energy to address the next one down the road. So perhaps you might even want to jot down the leak that you notice from this list or a different one, if a different one bubbles up within you, and put it where you'll be reminded of what's true for you. Ready? Permission to stop spending time with people or doing things that drain you, even if they are really nice even if they mean well and they love you. Permission to stop spending time or doing things that drains you, even if you can't put your finger on why you don't feel good around this person or project, or they don't mean to drain you, or you really believe in the cause, or you don't want to hurt their feelings. Permission from yourself to yourself to stop spending time with people or doing things that drain you, even if you wish you could help more, or you've always been there for them, or they have always been there for you, or you are related to them. 
Now, pause for a moment. (laughs) Notice if you're still breathing or not. Because some of these can be really significant, right? We can start to see how impactful these seemingly small leaks can actually be when we look at them intentionally. And now that you might be coming aware of which people or projects you might consider leaning back from, I want you to notice right out of the gate, if you feel any shame or guilt or disappointment or confusion or self-judgment or a sense of obligation cropping up. So maybe you think to yourself, yeah, what if I gave myself permission to lean back from this person that drains me, even though they don't mean to drain me? And immediately, thoughts like this start to crop up. Thoughts that sound like, am I being selfish here? What if they're upset with me? What if our relationship falls apart now? Are they going to think I'm lazy or not a hard enough worker or I don't love them enough? Am I being harsh or cold or uncaring? How will I get to everything everyone needs from me? If any of those are familiar, know that they are the most common initial thoughts that pop up for women who are used to self-sacrifice. Myself included, those of us who have been conditioned to give ourselves away when the moment we realize a spot where we could stop giving away that which is causing us harm, we are quick to question whether or not that is okay. If we are used to putting the needs of others ahead of ourselves so chronically, giving ourselves any amount of respite can feel strange. And if it does feel strange or uncomfortable or unsure, To not overextend yourself, it's not a sign that you should keep overextending yourself. It's a sign that it's time to recalibrate what is a reasonable amount of giving or doing or extending for you right now in this moment. Because if we don't consciously practice pausing and plugging the leaks, the places that drain our energy, we will unconsciously say yes to our own detriment and to the detriment of the well-meaning plans we've got. Now, there's no hard and fast rules here, but I do want you to notice this. Each of these example thoughts that women brush up against, thoughts that sound like, am I being too lazy here if I don't continue to do this? Or are they going to think I don't care about them enough? Or am I being selfish? These thoughts, in some way, are all about an external response to our actions. They're about the way other people perceive us. And look, that makes sense. We and our ancestors, our friends, our colleagues, if you are a woman or you know somebody who identifies as a woman, women have been punished for not accommodating the needs and requests of others. This is the nature of being somebody who identifies as female in a patriarchy. So at some level, perhaps deep, accommodating others has been a part of our survival. And perhaps in this way, accommodating others shows up in our work or in our relationship or the way we tend to our family relationships. So choosing to not sacrifice here, it takes courage and it takes practice and it takes thoughtfulness. For many of us, plugging these leaks actually requires a repatterning that happens gradually over time. But here's one really cool thing (laughs) that I wish somebody had told me sooner. If you're feeling guilty about leaning back from something that no longer works from you, it turns out it is possible to feel guilty and enjoy having the extra time 
that you opened up at the same time. So you might feel guilty about saying no to a work project and actually enjoy the time that you get to have with your loved ones now. Or it's possible to be concerned about disappointing somebody and taking a big old nap because you've declined an invitation to an event that you didn't want to go to. It's also possible to wonder if you're being lazy because you didn't offer to pick somebody up from the airport or fix a dilemma that they're having at work that you warned them about while you plan your new year in a more spacious way. This is very much like the title of the show, Messy and Magnificent, because we are capable of being multiple things or feeling multiple ways at the same time. So we've covered a lot here. We've talked about our big plan and how we're going to map that up for the year. But specifically on today's episode, we covered what leaky basket syndrome is. We talked about how specifically you might spot a leak. And I went over some examples of common leaks that I see crop up for high achieving women. Then we talked about how to begin to mend that leak. So now let's talk about how to mend that leak. Let's talk about a doable exercise that you can live into informally this week so that leaning back from that which drains you feels more possible. So this is a guidepost exercise for you to do informally or formally this week. Formally could look like writing this down on a sticky note or as a daily reminder in your phone or any other method of giving yourself a resource that kind of leads you forward in this practice of reclaiming some of your time and energy. And it comes in the form of a question you can ask yourself. This is the kind of question you ask yourself more than once. You might ask yourself this question every day or 10 times a day until an answer begins to emerge. Here's the question. If I wasn't worried about how it looks or how others might react, What is one leak I would give myself permission to mend today or to begin to mend today? Now, I suggest framing this as today and answering this question for today because taking action around this really matters. And the first action is just thinking about it. It really matters that we consistently think about this and we begin to map it out. If we only think about it, then nothing happens, right? So thought is great, but then eventually we need to take action. So I want you to think of something doable, especially if you're new to plugging energy or time leaks. I want you to think of a simple place to start. So for example, if you said to yourself, if I wasn't worried about how it looks or how others might react, one leak I would give myself permission to mend today is... I've got to get off this text thread that I'm on with my friends. (laughs) There are constant messages from the group popping up, distracting me all throughout the day. What I'm going to do is mute that conversation from the time I start work until I'm done with dinner. So you're not leaving the conversation altogether. You're not abandoning your friends. Rather, you're plugging that leak for the hours in which you really need the focus. And if after dinner, you find you still aren't missing the thread, well... Maybe you keep it muted overnight. And the next day, if you still aren't feeling like you want to be involved, or the next few days after that, you continue to lean back. And if this goes on for a duration of time, then perhaps it's time to consider, what is it about this that isn't working for me? Is it just the format of text? Maybe I'm just not into texting during the day because I find that distracting. Is it the topic of conversation that's in there that's not working? Is it the tone people have? What is it about this experience 
that's causing it to be draining? And is there something that I can mend or alter here so that it could work? Or is this something for me to begin to consider really leaning back from? Now, that's an example of something smaller scale that we can take immediate action on that doesn't cause or require a revolutionary change or the severing of any significant ties, at least not at first, right? We're just trying it out. Maybe when you answer that question, something bigger pops up. So if you said to yourself, okay, if I wasn't worried about how it looks or how others might react, one leak I would give myself permission to mend is in the form of a commitment I've made to an organization. Maybe it's time for me to scale down in my involvement there or with a specific project. So even though you might love the cause, even though you might love the people, if the truth is that it takes more than you can reasonably give right now without sacrificing the energy required for your new goal or for the plans or your values, then it's time to consider leaning back. But on something big like this, we don't want to cause total chaos by quitting all at once, right? And you probably wouldn't feel like you were acting in integrity if you did by not giving them notice and a chance to fill your spot there. So then we might begin to ask the question, okay, how do I give myself permission to just begin to map out my exit plan from this project or this organization or this relationship? What do I need to consider here, right? Who would I need to talk about this first? What would I want to say with them? And if you don't know exactly what to say with them, well, then the question is, who could I process this with first in order to get the language right? What do I need in order to make leaning back from this more doable, right? That would be the follow-up question. Now, sometimes we really do need time to think something through. We know that we want to lean back from a project or a task or a relationship that's not working, but we're not exactly sure how to do it. And that's where we need to be a little thoughtful here and continue to ask this question and let it unfold. There's also something else worth noting. Sometimes we absolutely do know that it is time to lean back. We know that it is what we want to do, and we actually don't need a lot of people's opinions on it. We don't need additional resources. We don't need to do a lot more homework and research on the subject. Those can become inadvertent stall tactics to kind of help us mitigate the fact that we feel really uncomfortable making this significant change, ending a relationship or modifying an engagement. And so... There's a great tool that comes to us from Al-Anon that I really appreciate if you find yourself in the position of knowing what you need to do, but having a hard time plugging that leak. And it's called a bookend. And I love the idea of having a bookend buddy. So a bookend buddy is somebody you can arrange to talk to right before and right after you do something that is kind of hard, but also right. So if you know that it's time to modify a relationship. Maybe it's time to speak up and tell somebody how you really feel about them. Maybe it's time to speak up and tell somebody that the friendship dynamic just isn't working for you or that you're not going to be available to babysit the way you used to or that you can't take on additional job responsibilities and you know that's the right thing to do. Well, you might arrange with your bookend buddy to say, all right, Kate, can you be available at four o'clock on Thursday to give me a quick pep talk so I can get my thoughts and ready to go so that at 4.05, I can let the person know where I'm coming from. And then will you be available waiting near your phone for me? So as soon as I'm done with that conversation, I can hop on the phone with you and we can process it, right? And in that way, we've created a bookend right before and right afterwards, we are giving ourselves a resource to make plugging that leak possible. 
So as always, I know we have covered a lot in a small amount of time today. We spoke about leaky basket syndrome. We talked about how to spot leaks and what to do when we do recognize the leak. I want to know from you, of everything we've just discussed and what's coming up naturally from within you, what is one thought that's going to stick with you? Maybe it's this practice of asking yourself the important question, the question that sounds like, if I wasn't worried how it looks or how others might react, what leak would I give myself permission to mend? Or maybe it's something totally different. Whatever it is, take your first thoughts on over to iTunes and leave a review that helps more women see this show. Or send a voice memo via email from your phone to Anitza, A-N-I-T-Z-A, at everybodythrive.com and we'll weave your voice into an upcoming episode. Either way, on iTunes or sending us your voice, I really want to know where you're at. Feel free to always ask me questions. I am listening and I would love to give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. Because remember, you thrive through nourishment, not punishment. Keep taking care of what you value, including giving yourself permission to mend a few leaks so the basket of your year is strong and sturdy. And I'll see you again next week as we decide on the focal point of your next best steps together. Thank you for listening to the Messy and Magnificent podcast and being part of this dynamic, life-giving community of women. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and me hanging out, sipping tea together, making sure that all women become richer, more nourished, and able to keep on rising. So I'll see you on the next episode next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to head over to carlyfane.com forward slash podcast to get the full show notes. And I've also got some extra special free resources for driven women over there that you won't find anywhere else.